The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Okay, let's just pray. Father, we want to thank you that as we gather here this morning, we just pray, Father, for your presence, for your blessing to be here with us, and Father, for your presence to be with every person. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I have to say, it's quite strange being in this room, but the room being empty and just having a few cameras. So here I am coming into your TV, uh, into your TVs, into your lounges, and I just want to try to connect with you this morning so that we all can share together. It's a very strange time. In fact, what we hear are this word unprecedented, and it is an unprecedented time from the point of view that we have never experienced situations like this before. Now, it's interesting because at these times, there are many sort of words that are coming to us. I feel uncertain. I feel unsure. I feel that, are things ever going to be the same again? There's all sorts of phrases that are being uh, spoken of. I'm concerned. I'm troubled. All of these sorts of phrases are being said. And you know what? It's understandable why they're being said. Because it's true to say that we have never experienced a situation like we're facing at the moment. And I've got the three points this morning. My first point, which I'm going to bring to you, is this. The uncertainty of this time. It is an uncertain time. It's an unsettling time. But it's a time that we need to be real with one another. It's not like, oh, I'm not allowed to say how I feel. I've got to say, I declare faith in God all the time. We have to understand that we are people with emotions, and those emotions come upon us, and they cause us to feel afraid. They cause us to feel concerned at such a time. And you know what? I think that's quite normal. In fact, as I go back through the Bible, I see there's many situations where people in the Bible also found that they were in difficult circumstances and were also being overwhelmed with emotions that were coming upon them. If we were to go back to the Old Testament and look in Exodus, where there was the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, we see there, when they actually get to the Red Sea, there they are with Moses, all having come out of Egypt, all having had a good time, now they're free, but actually they notice behind them, they've got the Egyptian army chasing them. And as they turn around in front of them, they've got the Red Sea. And suddenly at that moment, there's a time of concern. There's a time of desperation. There's a time of wondering what on earth is going to happen next. In actual fact, in Exodus 14 verse 10, it says this, as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. So here we see that they were terrified. It's a normal situation when things appear to be beyond our control. In fact, they are out of our control. We start to feel an emotional response to that. Another place in the Old Testament, there's a king of Judah called King Jehoshaphat. King Jehoshaphat is told that the armies of Ammon and of Moab are after him. In fact, it says there are vast armies that are coming against us, O king. The king 
is obviously concerned, as the people are. And it says the king goes before God and he starts to pray. And this is part of his prayer and it comes from 2 Chronicles 20 verse 12. Our God, he says, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face the army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And you know, that's a little bit of how we feel, a little bit of how I feel at this moment. We're not quite sure what to do, but we're trying to keep our eyes on you. And in that story, an amazing story, if you were to go on and read it, we find that God gave them an amazing deliverance and he caused the armies to be overrun and that they actually went and plundered the army. So there's an amazing overriding situation that God brought about, but even though the people were fearful. And these things not only happened in the Old Testament, we read of similar situations in the New Testament. If you go into Acts, and there's many situations in Acts, but towards the end of the book of Acts, we have the story of Paul when he's actually on the journey where he's going off to Rome. He's going to go and stand caught before Caesar. That's what he's asked for. And so he's now on a boat and he's setting sail to go across to Rome. When they set out, well, the weather's fine and everything's all right. But after a while, the seas start to become rough and a mighty storm comes upon them and the boat is literally ravaged by the wind and the waves for many days. And in Acts 27, verse 17, we read of what the crew were saying. It says that the crew, because they were afraid that they would run aground on the sandbars of Sirtis, they lowered the sea anchor and let the ship be driven along. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. Here's a situation where Paul and the sailors had given up all hope. Now, you don't give up all hope unless you think the situation is hopeless. But you know, an angel came to Paul. And further on in the chapter, we read like this. The angel said to Paul, you must stand trial before Caesar. God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage. For I have faith in God, Paul said to the crew. I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. Exceptional circumstances create unusual reactions within us. We feel scared. We feel concerned. This is just what people in the Bible also felt and experienced. But you know, as Paul said to his fellow shipmates, keep up your courage, guys. And That is what we have to do. We have to keep our courage up, our hope up at times like these. So we are facing uncertain times. But what is the antidote for these feelings of uncertainty? My second point. The antidote, I believe, is this. is the security of his love. The security of his love. The Bible says we have not been given a spirit of fear but we have been given a spirit of a sound mind and God is with us. We have a heavenly father who cares for us. In fact, the Bible says this, perfect love casts out fear. 1 John 4:18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. The antidote 
to all of our concerns. Yes, realistic though some of them may be, because we don't know what the future is going to hold for us. The antidote is that we would put our trust, our hope, our confidence in God. Not just in God because he's God, but in God because he loves us. Perfect love casts out fear. So for us to understand that this God who is for us loves us and is concerned for us, that helps us to come to peace and to come to rest. The antidote to all panic and fear is that we feel around us and under the love of God and we understand that God really does have care for us and concern for us. Now let me point out, that doesn't mean that when we say that, our lives are wrapped in cotton wool. It doesn't mean that we're going to be protected from everything that comes against us. No, but it does mean that we can have confidence that when we feel overwhelmed and insecure, our God is steadfast and strong and he is able to help us through. Paul had to trust in what the angel spoke to him when he was on the boat. And we need to trust in God ourselves. But you know what? Even though Paul had to trust in what the angel said, Paul still had to go through the storm. Paul still had to go through the shipwreck. Paul still had to get wet and cling onto a piece of wood and get onto the island of Malta. Paul still had to haul himself up the beach. He had to go through all of those experiences, even though God was with him. Even though all of these situations were happening, he still had to walk through the midst of it. God kept him safe but he caused him to walk through the situation. Sometimes we're just expecting everything to suddenly get right. I'm not sure that everything is suddenly going to get right. But I do know this. God has said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. God has promised that he will be with us always, even to the very end of the age. He has said that he is going to be our comforter. He is our father, our heavenly father, the one who will never leave us. He has given us the right to be called children of God. He has called us into his kingdom and he showers his love and affection upon us. Listen, are you parents? Many people who are watching are parents and they have experienced the love that they have for their children. Some of those children have grown up, some of them are just young children. But you know that even when your child is naughty, even when they're doing things that you don't like, even when you're having to discipline them and put them on the naughty step or whatever you've got to do, you know within your heart you still want to bless them, you still want to care for them, you still want to look out for them. And you know that feeling, that comforts me. Because I know if that's how I feel towards my children, then I know that that is how God feels towards me. Even if I have been walking in ways that he is displeased about, in his heart, he still loves me. And that is very true, and we need to take hold of it right now. Our God, who has given us the right to be called children of his, he loves us, he cares for us, he watches over us. And the stronger that we become in the understanding of that love, the more that we will be able to stand against any form of fear that comes against us. Our God is for us. He knows everything about us. Psalm 139, the first few verses say this, Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit, you know when I stand. You know my thoughts even from far away. You see me when I travel, you know when I rest at home. 
You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it. Lord, you go before me and you follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. The psalmist says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. God knows everything about us. He loves us. He cares for us. And in these uncertain times, we need to be rooted in the security of this love. Uncertain times, the security of his love. And thirdly and lastly, keeping ourselves strong. How do we keep ourselves strong at such a time like this? And I think there's four practical things that we can be doing, that we need to be doing to help us in this. The first one is routine. We need to have routines. You know, when you get out of routine, everything seems to be out of order. Even like if some of you now are no longer working in London or no working, not working in your office, you're having to work from home, oh, everything seems to be out of kilter. You're usually used to getting out the house at this time or driving at this time or catching that bus. You're used to a certain routine and routines help us to have a normality about our life. When those routines get set off, we ourselves get a bit disturbed. We need a routine before God to help us, to hold us, to position us before him. So routine helps us. Do you have a routine? Do you have a daily routine which takes you to the presence of God? Is there a time that you have said that at this time, every day, I will seek God? Is it in the morning? Is it in the evening? It doesn't matter when it is. It's just that you need to have a routine so that you can get established. In fact, if you build a routine, you will notice as soon as you step away from the routine. So a routine in itself helps to keep you focused. And that is one of its purposes. Routine is good. Routine. Secondly, focus. We need to focus our attention, our thoughts, and our reflect upon God. That means we just need to take time out. Psalm 46 verse 10 says this, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That literally means we've got to take time out, we've got to stop, and we've got to think it through. Let me think about God. Let me think about what he's like. Let me think about what he's done. He is creator and sustainer of the universe. He is the one who gives day and night. He is the one who has made the heaven and the earth. He is the one that has made us. He is the one who provides for us. He is the one who gives us breath. He is the one who knows the length of our days. He is the one who is over all. The more that we can see that and know that and give our minds to that, then the more at peace we become. Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46. Psalm 100 says something similar. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We need to give our focus, our attention on knowing and understanding who God is and what he has done. We need to spend time in that place. We need a routine. We need to give our focus We need to read the Bible. This isn't the first time you've heard me say this. It's not the last time you're going to hear me say it. But when we reach situations like now, now is when we need to say, oh, I'm so glad I put that practice into my life because now is when we need it. 
Right now, we need the truth of the Word of God. Right now, we need the substance that it brings into our lives. In fact, we can't live without it. We were never designed to live without it. Deuteronomy 8 verse 3 says this, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, with neither new, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Man does not live on bread alone. Now actually, if you can get bread, then that's a good thing. If you can get pasta or baked beans, then that's a good thing, because we know that the shops have been running out of such things. But those are things for us to eat. And here we are concerned so much about our physical, and yet we haven't worked out and supported our spiritual. We need our spiritual lives to be refreshed and strengthened through the reading of the Bible. Can I encourage you not to neglect the Bible, but to get hold of it, to read it. You can read these stories. Let God speak to you through his word. Let your heart be strengthened. Let your focus be taken up with him as you read the scriptures about him. The stories, even if you're reading back through Acts, in fact, I would encourage you all to read the book of Acts. As you're reading that story, you are seeing that trials and tribulations come upon the Christians of those days. They've gone from the day of Pentecost when everything was wonderful. They're going through trials of being told, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to preach that. They're going through situations where suddenly there's persecution that comes upon the church. And we see Stephen being stoned to death while Paul is standing there saying, yes, this is the right thing to do. And after that, a great persecution breaks out against the church. Everybody's having to flee for their lives. And you think, we've got tough times. There have always been hard and difficult times that come upon people at various stages through history. It's happened to Christians before. It's happening to us right now. Not us alone, I know, but it's happening to us right now. Now is the time for us to say, let's not panic. Let's fix our eyes on God. Let's get secure in Him. And let's read the Word so that we might be strengthened by what He says. We want to read the Bible. Finally, we want to pray. Prayer is a sign that you need him. Somebody who prays is praying because they believe that God can help them. Because he is there and he wants to help them. A lack of prayer shows that actually I'm not sure whether you can really help me. So we want to be a people who come before God for relationship. Who come before God because we need his presence. Who come before him because we recognize that he alone is the one who can help us. We want that relationship with him. So in these times of uncertainty, we need to focus on God so that we can understand the security of the love that he has for us. And we need to keep ourselves strong by practically walking in the things that we're always talking about in church. Getting our routines, getting our focus on God, reading the word and praying so that those things can be built into our lives. Let me just leave you with this final scripture. Isaiah 41 verse 10, it says this. So, do not fear, for I am with you, says God. Do not be be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. 
Let's keep our eyes on Jesus and let's keep seeking him at this time. Okay, let's just, uh, let's just pray together. Father, we just want to come before your presence to ask, Father, for mercy and grace to come upon our lives. Father, we've never felt that we have been in times like this before. And Lord, our hearts, our lives are being shaken. But Lord, we want to be shaken in a way that draws us closer to you. So Father, we ask, have mercy upon us. Help us, Lord, to learn the lessons that we need to learn through these experiences. Help us to draw close to you. Let the glory of your presence come upon every person. Lord, overshadow us with your love and your grace. Lord, teach us your ways. Cause our hearts, O oh God, to be inclined towards you. Help us, Lord, to gain strength through your word and through your presence. Lead us and guide us into your ways. Help us to live out our faith. Lord, you've called us now right to the front line. Where, Father, your presence in us needs to overflow to others. So help us, Lord. Give us boldness. Give us promptings. Give us strength, Lord, and help us to live for you. We ask for your glory, your presence to be with us each and every day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.